Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gavitt Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hankston. Today is August 31st, 2020, which means I am on day 261 in a row of 365 Promise episodes that brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, news, movies, music, sports, food, entertainment, and all things except politics. New movie review, folks. Eurovision, starring Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams, Dan Stevens, Demi Lovato, and Pierce Brosnan. Now, this movie is packed with known actors and actresses. However, that does not stop it from being the typical kooky, off-the-wall, either-you-like-it-or-you-hate-it, Will Ferrell style movie. It reminded me a lot of Anchorman and Blades of Glory and just every single Will Ferrell off the wall movie you can think of that makes absolutely no sense, is completely senseless, but there are some funny parts to it that just make you laugh no matter what. It's one of those movies I wanted to hate it so bad because it started just terribly and it kept being so stupid, but it was funny and that was what made me continue to watch to the bitter end and for this movie, I must say, it's worth a look if you're a Will Ferrell fan because it is your typical off-the-wall comedy And it basically is two Icelandic folks trying to win a singing competition in Europe. And it just has tons of people with terrible accents, including Pierce Brosnan, which is fantastic. It just has a bunch of scenarios that are completely off the wall. But I think the best part of the entire movie is when Will Ferrell, being Icelandic in this movie, comes across a group of American tourists several times and makes fun of them and talks crap about Americans and it is hilarious. And for that, I give this movie a 4 out of 10. Because let's be honest, it's not a quality film. There is nothing like very important about this film that you need to see it. You don't need to watch it. If you're bored out of your mind and you just want a couple decent laughs, watch Eurovision. Otherwise, don't waste your time with it. Four out of ten. In NBA news yesterday, folks, the LA Clippers closed out their series against the Dallas Mavericks, but it was a battle to the bitter end. The Mavericks put up a fight that I could not imagine. I thought for sure the Clippers were going to sweep them in the first round of the playoffs, but absolutely not. Luka Doncic is incredible. This kid is so great. It sucks to see the end of his season, but as a Clippers fan, I'm glad the series is over in favor of LA. And I must say, The Mavericks were without Kristaps Porzingis for the majority of this series, and they were still able to do what they did, and that is remarkable. It is honestly remarkable, because if they had Kristaps Porzingis, their star center, 
Just imagine they would have put up at least 10, if not 20 more points per game and rebound at least 15 more. So the fact that the Clippers closed out this series was not only the lucky fact that Kristaps Porzingis was on the bench, but also the fighting spirit of L.A. on their way to eventually undoubtedly face the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. But first, they have to beat whichever team between the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets end up facing them. And I gotta say, both teams look great. Jamal Murray is amazing. Donovan Mitchell for the Utah Jazz is just as great. These two young kids have been battling back and forth throughout this Jazz Nuggets series, and they both look phenomenal. It worries me the fact that they both exist because either way, the Clippers are in for another wild ride. It's not going to be an easy task beating either of these teams, but that's what's going down, and the NBA is in full effect. I am excited, and I cannot wait to see the results of this season. Yesterday, the Padres got revenge on the game the day before yesterday when they took a bad loss 4-3 to to the Colorado Rockies. Now, typically a baseball game has a score like that, 4-3. to But yesterday, the Padres beat the ever-loving shit out of the Colorado Rockies with a score of 13-2. to They were not going to let the same result occur as the 4-3 to win from Colorado the day before. They were on a mission, and it was a home run mission, including home runs by Josh Naylor. Yeah, that's right. He nailed the ball, and it went over the fence. Josh Naylor is his name. Trent Grisham, these young guys, Jurickson Profar. Jurickson Profar. So far, he went pro so far that he hit a home run. Jurickson Profar with another home run for the Padres and Jake Cronenworth. So yesterday, it was a compilation of home runs from none, neither of the two stars on the San Diego Padres. Not Fernando Tatis, not Manny Machado, but these four young rising prospects who I cannot believe are making a name for themselves too and adding to the crazy batting that is occurring for the San Diego Padres. They are incredible right now at the plate. I'm telling you, baseball is usually a boring sport to watch. But when games end 13-2, to then you've seen a ton of offense. Like a ton. And that was the case for yesterday's win for the San Diego Padres, who are securing their second spot in their division underneath the L.A. Dodgers, who just can't seem to lose. They are impossibly good. So there's no chance that the Padres are going to catch up to them. But there is a big possibility that the Padres will get the wild card spot by the end of this very shortened 60-game season. And for that, I am excited. If you are not a Padres fan yet, watch a couple games and you will jump on that bandwagon, I promise you. Netflix is in talks with Paramount to purchase them in order to gain themselves 
an opportunity for some stronger franchises to rival the likes of the MCU and the DCU because or DCEU because they're looking at a comic book company known as Valiant which came out with one of their first major motion films that they thought would set them into a whirlwind of positivity with a movie called Bloodshot starring Vin Diesel, but it absolutely bombed at the box office. Well, it did come out during a time when the pandemic was pretty much starting and nobody was making money. So you could use that as an excuse. But it also was a terrible movie. I saw it. It sucked. But if Netflix acquires Paramount, then they will also acquire the Transformers franchise and the Mission Impossible franchise. So they believe that the Valiant comic potential movies that they could make, having purchased Paramount, would give them the opportunity to come out with an insane amount of awesome comic book films and spread out even further the franchises that have already continued through Paramount, like Transformers, who we hear Shia LaBeouf may be coming back to film another one of. Now, I predict if Shia LaBeouf comes back and they do another Transformers movie, it will be awesome, it will be epic, Michael Bay will probably make it again, and there will be explosions and all kinds of, you know, over-the-top crap, and it will make money. But is that enough to make Netflix want to purchase a $4 billion company? Well, I suspect if Netflix wants this, they will get it, as they have proven they get what they want. And in the end, I sure hope another run of comic book-style movies show up in a completely different universe, because that would push the DCEU and MCU into an even faster form of movie making, and that will give us all more entertainment, and that's what we desire in the end. We don't care about these rivalries. We don't care about these contracts or who owns what. We just want more entertainment as the consumers, and we want faster production of movies. We see now at this rate about one new comic book film a year, or superhero movie, whatever you want to call these things. It's not enough. We need them to come out faster. We need them to push each other. And this is the way to do it. I say Netflix, buy Paramount. What do you got to lose? San Diego business leaders will have a meeting today at 10 a.m. to decide whether or not it should be acceptable to reopen the indoors of a lot of businesses, including gyms, houses of worship, and restaurants at a capacity of 100 people or less based on the size of the inside of the areas. Now, I say this has to happen. I surely hope what they request gets accepted by the county because at this rate, they've given it up to each county to make their decision based on the outbreak number of COVID cases in each county. And it seems as though this whole COVID thing is non-existent at this point. I don't know a single person in the entire county of San Diego who has COVID-19, who is dealing with somebody else who has it, who knows anyone. 
At this rate, we're all walking around looking like Scorpion and Sub-Zero with our stupid masks on for no reason. We're not allowed to sit inside of restaurants, which is stupid. We're sitting right outside, right next to other people anyways, where the wind can blow our germs right all over each other. I mean, I just don't understand any of the logic in what's happening so far. Now, this is a logical thing, to start reopening the inside of places. It only makes sense. For the most part in San Diego, every restaurant and every gym and even every, every church has air conditioning, which means the air is getting sucked out and fresh or refurbished air is getting pushed in. With that happening on a constant basis, there should be less chance of recirculated human germs going in and out of people's faces, especially if we're still required to wear these stupid masks that everyone says are so effective. If they are so effective, then we shouldn't have to worry about sitting inside. Otherwise, as I drive by Denny's the other day, and a bunch of people are sitting in gazebo tent things outside on in the parking lot looking like fools getting served breakfast, eggs, and coffee, it just, it, it just is stupid. It makes us all look like a bunch of fuzzles. Not to mention, I'm not going out to eat if I have to sit out in a parking lot. I'm not doing it. So you've already lost my business. You've already lost a ton of other people's business I know who also won't sit in a parking lot in a tent somewhere. It's stupid. And if there's a heat wave, which they keep saying there is, then who wants to sit in a tent in the sun? Nobody. We want to sit in the air-conditioned areas inside. Let us decide if we want to do that or not. People should have the right to risk themselves and the chance of getting COVID, or in my case, since I think I already had it, no chance because I have the antibodies, and we make the decision. That's the, that's the way it should be. So hopefully after today at 10 a.m., they will decide that indoor spaces can reopen and people will begin to get back to normal and then bartending will continue and I will be able to go get a job again. Because other than that, without large festivals and events happening, my business is on hold still. Nothing changes. So I am forced to look for a job and the industry I was in previously is bartending, which is a dead industry as long as people are not allowed indoor. Folks, it's time for the portion of the Peter Gabbett podcast we have all certainly been anticipating to the fullest degree, and that is Real Stories brought to you by me, Peter Timothy, Hankst, and Barbecues, and that's B-B-Q-U-S-I-O-N. And speaking of indoor restaurants, folks, I've had a lot of memories being inside restaurants, and I've met some people you wouldn't expect to, to meet in places you wouldn't expect to meet them. And one of those people I've told you the story of, I met George Lopez in Applebee's on 185th in Tannisborn, and 185th in Walker, so it's known as a Beaverton Applebee's, in Hillsborough, Oregon. Hillsborough, Beaverton, Aloha, they're, uh, they all kind of connect right there. It's like the, the center point of it. I considered Hillsborough, its address is Beaverton, Applebee's. Either way, I met George Lopez there, but I've also met a lot of celebrities living here in San Diego, working at a downtown bar built into the San Diego Bayfront Hilton called Fox Sports San Diego Grill. Now, it's right across the street from Petco Park. Park Petco Park? So, I have met some ex-Padres players, including Trevor Hoffman, Greg Vaughn, 
Benito Santiago. I've met a lot of Padres players, a lot that you've never heard of no matter what, so there's no point in naming them off. But there's also been times where I've missed out on people I would love to meet by like a second just because of the random time in which I was scheduled to come to work and one of those times, well, two of them actually, one of the times I was scheduled to work and Aaron Rodgers was sitting in a table directly where my section would have been as a server before I was bartending at this at this restaurant. Now, f- most of the years I spent at Fox, I bartended. But for the first few years, I was a server there and a bartender at a Red Robin in La Plaza Bonita Mall in the crappiest city known as National City in San Diego. And I, what do you know, I never met a celebrity there at all. But one day when Aaron Rodgers was sitting around hanging out at Fox Sports Grill in the section that I would have worked in had I had an AM shift, which I usually always did, he was there because apparently his brother lives in San Diego. In fact, they might be from here. I'm not really sure. I don't remember the story behind it, but he does have ties to the city of San Diego big time. And being a Packers fan, somewhat, I'm not a big time Packers fan. I, I was as a kid, and then I realized I've never I've never been to Green Bay. I'm not from there. I have nothing to do with that organization whatsoever, so it makes no sense for me for me to be a fan. But I don't hate him. I somewhat like him. If, if it's them against anyone except the Seahawks, I'm going Packers. But I'm a Seahawks fan at heart, 100%. So Aaron Rodgers is at Fox Sports Grill, and he decides to take his check and leave. Like, as he leaves, I must have crossed paths with this guy because I enter the building, and people are raving. They know I'm a fan of football. They know I would freak out if I knew Aaron Rodgers was there. They start running up to me, telling me A-Rodge is in the building, and he's somewhere to be found, and I just got to look for him. And I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, until finally the server says, nope, five minutes before you showed up early for your shift, mind you, he took off just miraculously because the server told them, that it was shift change time in about 20 minutes and they were going to be headed out. And so they needed to close him out. And so he took that as get the hell out, which was ridiculous. I would have tr- I would have taken the check transferred to me and still given up the tip if I could have just hung out with Aaron Rodgers. Oh my gosh, that would have been sweet. Well, another time that I missed out on meeting someone. Uh, actually, I didn't miss out on meeting him. It's just that I was so busy. I didn't get a chance to go up and say hi. It was LT, Ladanian Tomlinson. Before LT was Lawrence Taylor. A lot of people knew Lawrence Taylor. He was a good football player, big time, you know, big star in the, in the NFL. But the new LT, the one that I know growing up, is Ladanian Tomlinson. And he was in my work for a couple hours as I worked one day, but it was so slammed busy and I was working behind the bar at the time. I did not get a moment to even leave the bar area for a second to say what's up to him it sucked missing out on meeting Ladanian Tomlinson but I met a lot of other cool people and here are some of them that you might recognize I met Kumail Nanjiani I met Andre Nicotina no Andre 3000 Andre Nicotina is a different person who cares if I met him he's garbage Andre 3000 from Outcast. I met 
Pauly Shore. In fact, I served him drinks all night. He he emceed a party at at Fox Sports Grill. He acted like a fool, got drunk, actually puked in our bathrooms, and made a total ass out of himself. But I did meet Pauly Shore, Corey Feldman, who I loved meeting. He was so down to earth. He was so cool. He even signed a Blu-ray of Goonies because I knew he was going to be there because he showed up to play with his band and MC another party. We had a lot of big-time buyout parties at this place where somebody would buy out the restaurant for a couple hundred thousand dollars, pay for all the liquor, all top-shelf everything. That's all we would serve all night to a group of like one or two, sometimes 300 people that would come in at a time for some major corporation that had a lot of money and they would pay for one of these D-level celebrities to show up and MC the event. We also had Elvira at one point. Who cares? I don't even know why she's famous. She's just famous for being a Halloween character, I guess. That's weird. We also had Chum Lee from Pawn Stars. The guy is a douchebag. I mean, I do not give a crap about Chum Lee. But there were people at my work that were actually really excited to meet this guy. <laughs> it was pretty sad. But I met countless baseball players having been across from Petco Park in one year when it was the All-Star Game at Petco Park. There was all sorts of baseball players in Fox Sports Grill, and I was in heaven because I'm a big baseball fan, but most of the people I worked with had no idea who any of these people were. They didn't care at all. It's ridiculous. There was Seth Green at one point in Fox Sports Grill. I never went and said hi to him because... I personally, you know, I, I don't care that much. Seth Green, he's cool. I like the guy, but I'm not going to take my time to go, you know, beg for his autograph or something. It doesn't matter to me. If it was Seth MacFarlane, yes. That guy is my hero. Love Seth MacFarlane. Saw him in concert, weirdly enough. I'll tell you about that another time. But I saw a lot of celebrities working at Fox Sports Grill because, you know, a lot of people like to come down to San Diego for one reason or another. It's like LA, only without as many people. It's cool to meet these people, and I even met Drew Carey, but that was another story. When I went on The Price is Right, uh, I was in the front row. You get to shake hands and talk to Drew Carey during commercial breaks, things like that, and I gotta admit, the guy is so cool. Like, he's the coolest. There's nobody cooler than Drew Carey. But living here, it's been great. I've met a lot of cool people. And I must admit, I wouldn't change it for the world, but I do miss my home in the Pacific Northwest, and it sucks to see what's happening there. I'm so sad about what's what's going down in Portland. I just hope it all ends soon. I'm not trying to get political here, so I'll leave it at that, and I will say I appreciate you listening to the Pure Gabbit Podcast today, folks. It means the world to me to have listeners like you. I hope you have a fantastic afternoon, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Now, sometimes in life, you just collide with people you don't expect because as the cosmos have decided, that's what's going to happen. Just like me ending up in this beautiful city. And there's a song called Collide. You know, it's kind of soft to my heart. I got to admit, you might judge me for this. Go ahead. I I prefer to be judged. I really do. You know, I have no shame at this point. I, I'm. You know I have no shame. So here is a song called Collide by Howie Day, which I am certain you have not heard in a while, and I'm bringing it back just for your enjoyment or for your hatred, depending on who you are.
the dawn is breaking A light shining through You're barely waking And I'm tangled up in you Finally find you and I collide 